0: Hello everyone and welcome to One Control Port Podcast, episode 170. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today to talk to you about video games. 170 feels like a big number. I'm not sure why that was like the number that put me over the top in terms of like, hmm. That's a large number of episodes, but I'd be curious, I need to go back to see like when when I first started regularly producing this podcast because if you don't know, there's a period of time where I did like 13 episodes of this podcast and spread them out over the course of like what feels like five years. <laughs> um, so so then at some point I, I started doing this weekly regularly, and uh, it's been going okay. I feel like we've gone through ups and downs. I remember there's many months where it was like, I don't have anything to say, but, but yeah, we're here and we're making it work. So will there be something special at episode 200? Absolutely not. I'm going to sit here and just vomit in your ear holes like I do every week, I guess, <laughs> and talk about the only video game that matters in this year of 2020, Kanagawa Jet Girls. Yeah. I talked about it a, a good ch- chunk last week, but, you know, I honestly was still kind of pretty early on in that game and kind of figuring out, you know, where that where that game with the strength of that game was, because I, I liked the mechanics of the game, but I had a lot more concern about the content and also just kind of the long term uh, playability of the game in terms of, you know, having as, having a challenge and and my fears were not exactly eased uh last week when i when i went to join the the jet girls i don't know if you want to call it tournament scene but there's this group of people who have been or a a particular guy who has been organizing uh uh jet girls games and and he was doing it for peach peach splash as well and those kind of kind of died off uh but when we did the first week for jet girls uh, i'm pretty sure it was just me And him (laughs) trying to set up uh some games and and there were some other people online playing but i think it just kind of happened to be there and wasn't exactly like a oh we're trying to compete in this in this space with you guys kind of thing and those set of games really showed off a, a big problem with this game is that if you go to play online you have to have at least played three to four hours of the story mode you have to unlock at least the most basic equipment for speed up, handling up, you have to do that. Or else you are literally unable to, you know, finish first if somebody else has a, a fully upgraded bike. And and so what ultimately ended up happening was we kinda had people with different levels of, of jet jet machines. I think they're called jet machines officially, but they're like jet skis. Um, We had multiple people with different levels of jet skis and so you had the same rankings every week, first, second, third, because that's just like what their jet ski allowed them to do. Um, So this weekend... Thankfully, uh, we, we, when we had more people, we had probably about six people playing, which it's really weird. Like there's like six player slots in a race, but when you play online, you can only fill four of them. So you always will have two CPUs and they're always set to easy. So they will always just be kind of there as fodder, uh, while four people race, but we had six people. So the room got broken up, unfortunately. And thankfully, we all seem to have our jet machines pretty much at like a a good level at that point. Like I I'm still pretty I haven't finished the story about halfway through the story, but I had enough components to build a a competitive jet machine and and I and I did pretty well. I, I got first in a lot of the rounds in that game. And that that this week's matches really showed where jet girls shines of just like how how much you have to be, you know capable of using all the different mechanics available with the jet ski because not only do you have you know drifting and and boost power kind of stuff but you also have kind of this i i would say the best way to ha- put it is like varying handling and speed control via the left analog stick and and that how you, how you handle, you know, different turns and how you like maximize your speed really matters with that, that left stick. So you're doing a lot of movement outside of just, you know, turning left and right. You're like kind of angling the stick in just the right ways to make it so you can nudge around a corner while you're drifting. And, 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 you know, or if you're trying to drift down a straight, you have to really like pull back on the stick kind of thing. And then you can kind of like, you know, do like a a banana shape move uh, as you go down like a straightaway kind of thing, and and I'm start I'm still trying to learn how the drifting boost works, but it seems like there's a real need for you to focus on long drifts to get the most out of the speed boosts in this game. Um, if you sit there and just drift a bunch and do short little boosts, that's definitely helpful. But if you say get a longer boost, then cut it off with a short boost, it limits the amount of speed you gain uh, because it will actually replace your previous long boost with a short boost. So you really have to be careful with you know how you' how you're handling turns and and when you're letting go of that, that boost. And you know as you drift more, you get more more EPD, which the EPD gauge is kind of your ability to gain. Uh, boost power and things like that so so there's there's a lot going on and then you know that's not even considering the shooting part of the game and making your choices between you know the different specials you choose like I said last week essentially you get different guns uh, and you can use those guns just to like shoot each other like you can shoot behind you and shoot ahead of you with the variety of guns and they all have different like bullet types and things like that uh, but they also have specials associated with them so if you max out your boost gauge and then use it with a particular weapon you'll get like certain uh, special attacks ones that like launch missiles ahead of you ones that like leave giant tornadoes behind you things like that um and and i will say the weapon specials are probably the part of the game that i'm not sure how much they really matter at this point because in my experience um, prioritizing the default special, which is basically the special you get when you max out your your boost gauge without any weapon equipped, is the best way to play that game because it gives you extra boost. Now, basically, what that means is that your your boost meter essentially goes beyond the limit of the 100% it has, but at the same time, you cannot earn more boost while you're using that boost meter. So you get a long boost. Um, but you, you can't gain boost meter back. So I'm not sure where that trade-off really comes into play, honestly. Obviously, if you're at the end of the race, you'll want to just boost as much as possible towards the end of the race. So having that infinite boost is great. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're going through all these like boost increase rings and things like that, and doing these tricks that increase your boosts and you have infinite boost for a set period of time, then honestly, those don't really help. So when you're in that infinite boost mode, you really have to prioritize things like speed boosts, you have to prioritize doing tricks that give you speed bonuses, you you, ideally, you don't really want to be jumping, honestly, when you have an infinite boost on. But if you do end up hitting a jump, doing like a backflip to get a speed boost is always the the preferable uh, way to go at that. Um, and and I kind of learned a little bit more about how those trick uh, bonuses work if you don't know basically when you perform a trick they also have a, a additional stat enhancing element to it um, and and those last for basically a few seconds it seems like so you can boost your your max speed for a t- temporary period of time you can get additional boost gauge and in increase so you get you know it's additional boost meter added uh, and you can also increase your handling you can also get invincibility so you can have potentially dodge like a blue shell if you you do a trick that gives you invincibility for for three seconds kind of thing although in my opinion that seems like it's it's that last one seems really cool in concept but the the, the it's pretty rare that it actually comes into play kind of thing so and I am also getting more and more parts as I play through the story so I'm really starting to see how you can kind of adjust your your jet ski and stuff so so that was great for the Friday or yeah, Friday that we did that. It's like Fridays at 7 p.m. uh Pacific Standard Time. We would be super happy if you joined. Uh, if you happen to be playing Jet Girls for some reason, because <laughs> there's not a lot of people playing this game. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I did try doing some ranked matches throughout the week, and occasionally you find one other person. But I'm gonna guess, you know, in the in the coming weeks, that's gonna dry up to be basically nobody. So if you, you know, if you're interested in playing Jet Girls competitively online. I really really feel like this anime esports group that's run by I believe his name's JoTaku. Um, if you if you really want to get any Jet Girls multiplayer in on PS4 at least, um, that's kind of your only option. Now the PC is its own ecosystem, so maybe it's better there. I don't really know. I would love to get the PC version just to like play competitively online. You know if that is a lo- better long term option. But the problem is is that you know I this game has a grind at the beginning of it. You have to play through all the stories to unlock gear. And all that stuff, and PHP Splash had the same problem. And it's just like I, I, you know, a I'd have to buy another copy of the game, but b I'd have to spend a lot of time grinding my stuff. It doesn't. The grind does not seem as bad as PHP Splash at the very least. PHP Splash was a excessive grind. This game, you know, you can get competitive in about three to four hours. But again, that's that's not a great wall of a barrier to entry, right? Um, and then you know, in in terms of you know for offline play the longevity of that i i really don't think this game's going to be able to provide everything it needs for a player who can't find somebody else to play with um, that, you know, the story mode has these mission mode kind of things you can do. And I would really encourage you, if you do the story mode, focus on those mission modes because the actual racing is very poor in the story mode. So just focus on those mission mode things and get your clothing unlocks. Cause if you just sit there and race, you'll be very bored. Um, and you will have no challenge in my opinion. I mean, that's just my experience. No, maybe, maybe it's different, but But I would really just say, focus on getting those challenge missions done while you're going through the story mode. Might take you a little bit longer to get to the story mode, but, you know, unless you just don't care about the rewards, you know, with cosmetics and things like that, then hey, you know, just blast through the story as fast as possible, all right? Um, The other thing is I did, so I took my my, uh, jet ski that I was using online um, to play against other players in a more competitive sense, and I put it against the strongest AI in the game, and... uh, unfortunately the ai is not really built to keep up with that that jet ski so so if there is a you know get to the position where this game does not have a player base online uh if you're trying your absolute best to do as best as you can this game isn't really going to be able to facilitate the the you know gameplay level that that you you'd be looking for right Um, like the AI cannot keep up at all, basically. So the one thing I will say that's kind of nice, though, is that you can just unequip stuff from your jet ski. So you can basically manually limit how fast you can go. Um, And so you might get something that's a bit more competitive with the computer AI. But you know, if you're looking to get you know, the fast ex- experience from this game and, 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 you know, race the jets, like, you know, play this game at its its top level or something like that. You're really not going to get anything else out, outside of the offline outside of doing like time trials or something like that. And, and then if you're doing the time trials, there's no like shooting mechanic stuff. Cause you're not shooting anybody. Right. So it's like every part of this game just kind of has, uh, has this kind of annoying thing that keeps it from excelling um, I still see people, you know, asking for patches for the game and things like that, but this game's been out in Japan for a while. Um, and I don't think it's gotten a patch in a while. So I'm guessing this game what is in this game is what what we're getting at this point. Uh they did add Center Kagura DLC, so if you want to download those characters, then cool, they're there. It's thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. I think I might be good. I might not need Senra Kagura DLC characters. Maybe I will buy Homura just to see like, A, Homura is my favorite Senra Kagura character, um, but but B, just to see what it is, right? Just to make sure that I'm not, you know, preemptively undervaluing what content you're getting there. But I mean, it's like clothing and stuff, right? And, and music and, and, you know, admittedly like each character has their own trick specials and stuff. So maybe they have some overpowered trick special or something, right? (laughs) Uh, Maybe you can pay to win. I don't know. Uh, But I was doing, you know, again, I was doing pretty, pretty well online, even with a, I would say fairly limited set of items. Honestly, I have like, I had kind of the bare minimum to get a maximized jet ski so now that i am unlocking more through the story mode um i think i'm gonna be able to balance things out a bit and and improve it uh, uh quite a bit so like i said if you if you do happen to have jet girls on ps4 or want to play jet girls on ps4 well first and foremost make sure you get your jet ski to at least be maxed out at level 90 uh components and everything um and then second we we are currently playing every friday at 7 p.m pacific time but we shall see Thank you for letting me vomit about just girls. I've used the word vomit twice in this podcast. I'm sorry if if that is a gross word for you. <laughs> um, the other thing I did, so this is actually kind of a, a, a it's a three-day weekend because it's Labor Day weekend, and I also took Friday off. I still did some work on Friday, but largely i took friday off and i took most of friday to a edit a quick play so i have a quick play for shining resonance refrain going up so that's record and everything um and and i'll have that going up at some point i may try to i have like a bunch of quick plays lined up i may try to shove some jet girls coverage in somewhere and push some stuff back but for now shining resonance is probably going to be towards the end of this month uh based off what i have lined up content wise um but but uh, I also went ahead and played more of the last story for the podcast, and uh, I don't want to talk too much about the last story because we will have a, a more of a full podcast on that. Um, but a couple things I did want to say is yeah, that game runs about as well as I remember it running, which is basically mostly under thirty frames per second. It makes me wonder like sometimes you know like hey, if you look at like Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo sixty four, that game runs at like a consistent. 20 frames per second for the most part. There are definitely drops. But generally, that game runs at a consistent 20 frames per second. And part of me is like, if a game can't hit 30, maybe they should just shoot for the consistent 20. (laughs) Like, it's not going to look great. Nobody's going to like it. But I don't know. I think it's a lot more... It's a lot easier to start ignoring it once once it's consistent, if it's like constantly going up and down, you'll constantly notice that frame rate drop. Um, but yeah, that game is like super linear is, is one thing I, I had kind of forgotten. There's like this town in the game that you can go and explore, but it's like very specific time so you can go and explore. Like, I think I had one chance at the beginning of the game to walk around it. And then since then has not had the capability to go back to town in the first like six hours <laughs> I think you do return there a couple of times and you can do some stuff around there, but generally, uh, despite being a fairly large town, I think it's generally, you know, just kind of there to, to be a place where you can kind of, you know, go and upgrade equipment. Although there are upgrade NPCs throughout the game. They, they pretty regularly just have random guys like sitting around across cross around like, Hey, I can upgrade your weapon here. I'm a prisoner, but you know, I have all my smithy tools to upgrade your weapons, <laughs> Um, so, so they do give you a lot of like ways to upgrade your weapon, without being in town. Like that game in a lot of ways kind of feels like final fantasy 13 linearity. Um, but, but a lot, a lot better, a lot more cinematic maybe. So, so yeah, I'm going to have that podcast, uh, you know, probably sometime by the end of this year. Um, I kind of was pretty slow to getting started on it. And then, uh, and then a couple things have kind of gotten in the way, of uh, of uh moving forward with that but honestly the, the right now I I just need time to play through the game also I'd really like to try the online mode for the last story I think I mentioned it a little bit last week but I did uh basically start messing around with c- connecting to the Wii and DS homebrew servers that are out there I think it's called like Wii fee me or something I'm sure probably two weeks in a row got that name wrong um, but I did st- I did go ahead and hook up fancy star zero to those servers which was pretty fun um, well the process of getting it set up wasn't pretty fun um, but I was able to get connected and I was able to set up an online room and everything. So I'm pretty excited about that. I did kind of have to make some decisions on my firewall or my my router that maybe maybe would not be the smartest but basically I'm like temporarily you know temporarily opening up this this particular access point uh, for me when I need my ds and then turning it right back off once I stop playing fancy star zero um so so yeah so I, I would I want to check out that online mode at some point I joined the fancy star zero discord group. Uh, As I tend to do with every video game, it seems like these days. Like, oh, here's this people talking about Quest 64. Let me join the Discord group. Let me take a look at it. Um, So I'd be curious to maybe check out some stuff with them. It seems like a lot of them have some late game characters. So it'd be fun to to do some dungeon runs. I really need to kind of re figure out what I want out of my late game characters in Fantasy Star Zero. Um I I do know I used to have like a a sheet of notes somewhere and I probably could find it on my PC about what I was looking for in the game, but I think at some point it got outdated and I need to kind of like re-review what I what I need in that game. There's a lot of weird stuff in Fantasy Star Zero where it's like on paper, this equipment is not great for your character. But if you use this equipment in combination with each other, the stats actually work out where it's actually a really great set of equipment to have. Um, but the, the key thing is, is you need to have all these pieces to make it work, right? Um, so there's a lot of stuff in the game like that where it's like individual pieces don't necessarily seem competitive when you're looking at the attack stacks directly or something like that but when you actually start looking at other pieces of gear and start combining them with that it, it actually makes a lot of sense to use that equipment kind of thing so so yeah I'm pretty interested in uh and in, in checking checking that out at some point but it's kind of on the back burner for right now um I I would like to focus on other things at the moment but I would I might just keep an eye on that group, see kind of, you know, how active they are. It seems like they're pretty quiet and maybe not playing that, that much Fancy Star Zero right now, but we'll see. I'll, 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 I, I would like to do something on Fancy Star Zero eventually. And while I can't record the online play, cause I have to play on a DS unless I get a DS capture card, which <laughs> don't. God, I wish the DS capture card situation was improved, but it's pretty bad right now. Um, there is one DS capture card that I think is somewhat readily available, but I think he opens and closed times, and you have to have like an original DS. Um, and I do have an original DS, but mine's in garbage shape, so I'd have to buy another one. So hey, you know, what? maybe maybe not a really big deal. Maybe I don't need to record online play for Fantasy Star Zero, right? It'd be nice, honestly, but eh, we'll see we'll worry about that once I actually decide to do something on Fantasy star 0. My year is already booked basically at this point. Um so yeah, we'll we'll get back to that. Uh, in terms of news this week, I didn't really find a lot. There's some weird stuff like like that Shinmu anime got got announced again. I'm not an anime podcast. Um and I, I didn't really fi- I couldn't really figure out the Shinmu anime is going to be um a retelling of stuff that already happened or if it's going to be actual new content my assumption is it's a retelling of maybe Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2 in anime form um you know I don't have great confidence that Shenmue 4 is going to happen or at least not happen to the scale as Shenmue 3 so I'm I'm curious to see what this is and and what the thought is behind making this Shenmue anime. I don't know. It doesn't, this seems like a really weird move, but it's being, uh, I think it's being produced by Adult Swim and Crunchyroll. So I think it's a very Western uh, initiative, although I think it is a Japanese studio working on it. So then obviously Shenmue is, you know, Japanese game too. So I'm going to guess that, uh, I don't know. I'll be curious to see what it turns out to be. I don't really have any thoughts on it until I see actual stuff. And honestly, if it's a retelling of Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2, I don't think I have great interest in that to be honest with you. Uh, the other kind of weird thing is that there's this, and I don't know if it's weird per se, but, um, but maybe, 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 maybe not a news story you would have covered on another podcast. Uh, there's this, uh, switch title called think home fit coming out and think home fit. Looks very much like a ripoff <laughs> of of uh, fitness boxing for the Nintendo Switch. which I, I actually really like fitness boxing a lot. Which, if you don't know what that game is, basically it's a rhythm boxing game where you, you know, do these punch motions in tune to various songs and things like that. And, you know, it definitely doesn't have the, the Wii Fit budget and, you know, Nintendo sensibilities when it comes to, you know, design and things like that. But it's a very solid uh, fitness game, I feel like and and it has a series of characters and like clothing options for them that that makes it you know more interesting to jump into than just like you know some something that was more built for i don't know i don't know the best way to put it like like i would imagine like for something more mainstream you'd want to have like an actual person there like doing fitness stuff with you right versus like here's this video game character that you can dress up and they're going to comment on the clothes that you make right um i think there's also um some some pretty prominent voice actors in japan who voice the characters there so this looks very much like that but there is not any gameplay footage as far as i can tell it's just a their website but it looks very similar to fitness boxing. Uh, it's coming out in October. I'm pretty sure it's a different company. It's um, and it may. I'm not 100% sure. It may be based off a mobile title, but I, I didn't really. I, I tried to look around and look for information about the developer and things, and I couldn't really find information regarding that. So I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, it it looks like one of those. But I, I'm I find those kind of fitness games on like the Wii and Switch very interesting. Uh, you know, Ring Fit Adventures did very well, but I, I never got around to checking that one out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And then the kind of the big thing this week, and I think everybody was talking about it is the Super Mario Direct. You know, I don't know how much I really need to go over what was announced here. I think most people kind of, you know, figured that out. Uh, there's that Super Mario 35 thing, which is a bit essentially a Mario one battle royale where people play through Mario one and try to beat the game. And I guess whoever's the last person standing or the one person who beats the game, is the winner um and there's some like i think an interactive elements where you can like send parts of the like like you can a- attack other players sim- similar to like tetris 99 or something like that um i i don't pick the- particularly have a great interest in that but hey that's cool um the- there's also the super mario all-stars was added to the nintendo switch super nintendo uh virtual console thing whatever you want to call it and and that's that's fine cool um i don't really have a ton of interest in that I, I don't know do i own i don't think i own mario all-stars on the wii i probably should eh, eh. i'll I'll probably never play them <laughs> I, I don't really have a reason to play mario all-stars so and maybe in 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 with that sentiment Go into uh, Mario All Stars 3D or, or some arrangement of those words. Basically, it's a compilation of 3D Mario games. Uh, on the bright side, running in HD, so you have uh, Super Mario 64 running in 720, and I think Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy running in 1080p, which is great. Um, no Mario Galaxy 2 for some reason. I think everybody kind of you know st- 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 was like that's kind of a weird choice. My only guess is that maybe. The Switch cartridge didn't have enough space on there. But I think those games are generally pretty small, to be honest with you. But I don't know. It's weird. Maybe they'll add it via DLC later or something. Or just sell it to you separately on the, what's it called? Nintendo eShop. I, you know, look. I I love re-releasing games. I think this should happen that they release these games. It's weird that they have like a 6-month period you can actually buy the physical copy. Maybe it's not weird that the 6-month period you can buy the physical copy. I think it's the digital copy. If that's not available after 6 months, that's kind of bizarre to me and they should probably probably sell them separately too, I would think. Um but the reality is is that you know Super Mario 64 is a great game and it is a game that doesn't really go away in my, in in my life experience. There, I will see Mario sixty four inevitably at some point within every year, whether that be me touching my hands on it or somebody else and watching a speed run something like that. Um so you know I I don't really have a great strong desire to return to Mario 64 especially with just like cleaned up textures if they do some new stuff or kind of you know adjust the game that's kind of cool if, like make it so you have actual camera controls or something like that rather than you know the C button kind of controls um but you know I don't really have a lot of confidence based off what they showed it seemed very very plain in terms of what they were showing off um but I will say when it comes to 64 games I really do hope they release more HD 64 games I feel like that 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 j- generation in general has maybe gotten kind of the short end of the stick when it comes to uh, cleaned up re-releases and things like that. Mainly because I don't think they've aged well. I don't think anybody could look at Mario 64 and say, man, this looks great um, without just, you know, looking through the nostalgia goggles to some extent. Um, you know, even as a game that uses a lot of like flat shading and things like that. One thing that I did see kind of come up a lot online is just like the, the question of why they didn't use the DS version. And obviously, you know, the DS version is has more content um, and it also uh, reworked a lot of character models and things like that. Um, But I also feel like those character models and the texture work in that game um, were very scaled down um, and, and didn't hundred percent accurately reflect like the Nintendo 64 version. And I think that they probably like visually, they probably were just like the 64 version. We could probably get like a pass on where the DS version, a lot of this would probably look pretty grungy, you know, scaled up from, from a portable. That being said, I would have loved it if they used the DS version. I think I would, I would prefer that to be honest, especially if they added analog controls, that would have been great. Or like, you know, it, technically that game has analog controls. Technically you can use the touchscreen to, to, to move the character around. That game really needs, that game really needs an actual port. Um, so it would have been nice, but, but I think, you know, from a, at least from a graphical side of things, if you're not going to touch up the game in any real way graphically, I think that probably would not reflect as well as the original Mario 64, which used a lot of, like, flat shading and things like that, versus, you know, actual texture work on Mario, Yoshi, Wario, things like that, so yeah oh and the other thing that they they, I don't think they really talked about this during the direct is that Super Mario 3D World they announced that during the direct but it's gonna have online play on Switch which is actually pretty appealing to me um Super Mario 3D World seems very much like a multiplayer focused game and that's part of the reasons why I didn't really pick it up on the Wii U I mean obviously you know Mario is not exactly my uh, focus at this point when it comes to games I play, I did pick up Mario Odyssey, but I think that's part of that's just, you know, cause cause it was something on the switch to pick up and it's kind of a marquee title. And I'm a, you know, more of a Nintendo fan than I am any other platform. Um, that, and I think there are things about Mario Odyssey that I find kind of fascinating. And I think, um, there's a lot of things I really appreciate about Mario Odyssey, but also a lot of things I really dislike about that game. So it was like, it was kind of, it was kind of, you know, it caught my interest in some ways where I think Mario 3D world never really, did that for me um and I think I also part of it is because like Mario 3D Land was something that came out and I never really touched that either so but you know having online play is actually very enticing for me um if there's a group of people I can end up playing it with at some point I definitely would be interested in doing that um but you know I, I don't know for sure if that's going to be something that I'm going to ever get around to <laughs> like in my own personal play playing I don't know if that's something that's going to be uh anything that's super important so yeah, and that probably the thing I was most interested in from this is the Mario Kart Home Circuit stuff. Just like having the little cars racing around, with the cameras on top of them, and you know, having like an AR racing experience at your house. I will never play that. It's not ever going to be relevant to my lifestyle, probably. Um, but I think that's a very cool thing. It's a very cool toy. I, I think I feel very similar to like how I feel about Nintendo Labo, where it's like very creative use of the hardware, and and very creative use of of additional accessories and things like that to create a unique experience. Um, but you know, I think personally, if I were to invest in that kind of experience from Nintendo at this point, I would spend more time on Labo stuff than I would on, on that, especially, especially since I live in like a one bedroom apartment. So like, what am I going to (laughs) do? You know, here's my circle. Okay. Here's my circle that crosses each other. Okay. Now I'm going to make it like like lasagna in my house just go up and down swirly lines like it would be the same room right (laughs) yeah i don't know it's it's still cool i like it a lot i think most people probably do not care or will be actively aggressive toward it i don't blame them per se it's just it's kind of an interesting thing for me and that's it for this week thanks for coming Onecontrolport.com is the website um if you tried to come during the stream last week i'll have to apologize my internet was acting up um, supposedly today, as you're hearing this, I should be having somebody come by and looking at my internet here, and we'll see if they can do anything about it. But I mean, yeah, I've just been having random spikes in my network latency, and uh, sometimes that happens during stream time, unfortunately. So I went ahead and did record a uh, offline stream for the Last Rebellion. So I just basically recorded something by myself. Um, so if you d- missed that stream and you you know don't mind watching it not live, uh, then you can go see that on the YouTube channel. I went and uploaded that on uh, Friday, so you can go check that out. Um, Last Rebellion is definitely growing on me, that's for sure. Um, I, as I learn more about the mechanics of the game and, and kind of what the best ways are to approach certain mechanics, uh, I, I am definitely learning to appreciate it a bit more. Is it a great game? I still would not say that, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I'll probably do some kind of like wrap up thoughts video on it, a quick play essentially on it. Um, and, and we'll see, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have a good time with that. Um, in terms of quick play stuff, uh, this week I had muscle March go up. So if you go back and check that out, um, i talk about muscle March for WiiWare. That's a really cool game. I like it a lot. Uh, I definitely recommend it. If you have like a hacked Wii and you can get, uh, you know, muscle March on your, on your Wii, that's a very, very fun mini game that I think does great uses great, has great has great use of the Wii's motion controls, uh, despite not really being originally developed with them in mind. Uh, this week, we have Halo 3 ODST quick play going up. So, if you want to check that out, that's going up. You might be saying, Ben, why are you pl- why are you talking about Halo? Halo is not your thing, really, right? Well, Halo 3 ODST, I can say words, Halo 3 ODST is definitely um, very it's very similar to Halo in a lot of ways but it's also just different enough that it feels pretty pretty unique I, I think a lot of times when I think about like what makes a game like Halo 3 like like what sets a game apart if it's like a spin-off game is a lot of times structure is a big part of those and Halo 3 uh odst uh, messes with the structure a lot and does it do a good job of that no not really but it's interesting of what they tried to do and I think I definitely found it to be more of a I, I definitely found it more of an engaging experience for me as somebody who did not really care about Halo 3 after playing it fairly recently. Um, I, I found it a lot more enjoyable. Uh, I, I don't know if they've tried to kind of recapitalize on any of the Halo 3 ODST stuff, you know, since, but I I kind of wish, you know, I get the impression that that, that hasn't happened. And, and, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. I'd be happy to go play another game that kind of tries to build on what Halo 3 ODST did. But but I get the feeling that it hasn't been done, so I'd be interested in in seeing them kind of re reattempt to to approach that. And maybe you could say in Halo Infinite that might be kind of what they're trying to do with kind of an open world aspect to it, because what Halo Three O D S T did was definitely kind of uh, had like a central hub. Uh, unfortunately, just did not utilize that hub very well. So maybe maybe Halo Three O D S T is the secret prequel to Halo Infinite. Thanks for coming. Wankshowboard.com is the website. Uh, So I'll be trying to stream again at 7 p.m. Pacific time this week as well on uh, on Thursday. So you know, come watch me play more of The Last Rebellion. I think we got at least two or three more streams in that one. Uh, And then after that, we'll try to find something to play in between. Something I can hopefully finish up in one stream. And then we'll, uh, and then we'll. I think we're probably gonna play Billy Hatcher. I don't know why I'm being so wishy-washy about Billy Hatcher, but I think we will play that. So, anyways, thank you again for coming. Wangshuor.com is the website. I hope you have a great week. Bye.